Hey, welcome to FullyStack.io. I'm Richard. This is Devin. And this is episode 30. And on this episode, we want to talk about what to do when you have some downtime at your job. Uh, this happened to me a lot at my old job. This happens to me now in my business. Uh, things get busy. Things slow down. It's, it kind of comes in, in waves. It's never a steady stream of work. It's always either you're super busy or you're not busy at all. And so let's talk about what we should do. What in terms of what we have done in uh, scenarios where we do have downtime, how do you take up that time? Are you, do you get nervous? Do you get nervous about your job security? Do you get uh, do you start thinking about maybe you should spend some time maybe learning something new? Because uh, that's what I did at my old job. So Devin, you have some thoughts on this? Well, yeah, okay. So th this is a topic that's kind of near and dear to my heart because this was actually the the uh, reason for my career change into uh, the development. Uh, industry from design to development. I mean, I really just I, I I had time and I wanted to learn something and I and I and it was like, well, there's nothing to do. So so what? Uh, so first first I guess uh, would be a good idea to, to kind of take you through my journey when there is downtime. The first first thing I think is, uh, wait a minute, there's nothing for me to do. Then this is actually happening happened to me uh, right now. Uh, we work in in three week sprint cycles because uh, we're an agile shop, and um, it just turned out that there was uh, a lot of work for the .NET developers, uh, plenty of work for SQL, and just happened to be nothing, uh, hardly anything for uh, UI developer uh, for my particular team for this uh, for this sprint. So. Of course, there's the 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 emotional response of, holy crap, what am I going to do? Uh, um, you know, am, am I still going to have a job? Like, what what's going on? Uh, but uh, you know, we, we, and and it's really easy to get into that way of thinking. You start start like, you know, do I look for another job? Uh, do I update my resume? It's like, you know, do or do do I just let everyone disappear. I mean, really, I could have put a mannequin in my chair and no one would notice because uh, I had nothing to sign to me. Um, but but that uh, that kind of emotional response, I think I'm more or less figured out how to deal with that uh, in 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 the sense of once you feel once you know that you're not going to lose your job. Just because you're a little bit slow, uh, the first thing you should always do is uh, speak up and say, "Hey, I'm really, you know, I've got a light load uh, this sprint. Uh, does anyone need any help?" And uh, you know, ask for work. Always yeah. ask for work. Yeah, I, I like that tip a lot, actually. Uh, on the flip side of that is, um, do you ever worry that by speaking up, you sort of out yourself? In other words, maybe somebody overhears and goes, "You know what?" Maybe they, we don't need this position, kind of thing. Do you ever think about that as a possibility? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm technically on loan to the team, yeah. so if I if, if I consistently don't have work, yeah. someone they're gonna, you know, I, I I always I do have that fear, and that is a very kind of kind of real concern, in that uh, it's kind of easy to just send me back to the design team and say, you know, we don't need you anymore. Um, but I don't think that's going to happen. I think, I think maybe I'm fortunate in that in my position, uh, 
speaking up and saying, you know, hey, give me some more work is kind of more like it's kind of more commendable than it is. It works out more in your in your favor uh, if you're at the right place. It'll work out in your favor because they'll say, oh, this guy isn't going to just screw off because he's got nothing to do. He's actually going to look for something. Yeah, that's the thing, too. If you work in an, in an environment where you, maybe you don't have a lot to do, but your teammates have a lot to do, some of them will re actually appreciate you approaching them and saying, hey, can I take some of the really annoying stuff off your hands? Maybe there's some repetitive work that you could do for them. And it's one of these things where you kind of do them a favor and they have a positive outlook on you. And then maybe they, you know, say something nice about you later on. So they can, they can help you out in the long run, too. Well, especially if uh, if if what you do is kind of already done, and it gives you an it's it's an opportunity to step outside of your role and to say, you know, hey, um, you know, I'm not very good at at .NET development, but is there a really menial uh, kind of lousy task that yeah. that is that is you know that you think I could figure out? Um, yeah. You know, because because if someone's really busy and um, like what I what I say is, if I'm not busy and the .NET developer is busy, uh, if something takes me five hours to do what it would take him an hour to do, that's still that's still one hour that I'm saving somebody who doesn't have that time to spare. Yeah, definitely. So that's still a benefit to the company, and I learn something, and I get develop my skills at the same time, and and really, you know, if if you get fired for asking for work, um, that's kind of a badge of honor. You could take that to the, the your, your next job and your next job interview. They say why, uh, why, why did you, why were you let go from that from that position? And you say uh, because I kept asking for work and they wouldn't give me any. Yeah, you know, so I didn't have really anything to do, and I, I kept asking for work. That's a really good point. Uh, so, so that's kind of like my 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 first my first approach, and and at least in in today, I actually did get work. So, uh, but yesterday, um, you know, I didn't get a response back. So, um, does that mean I go home? Well, you know, sometimes if you got if you really got something to do, maybe you do, but. Um, more often than not, you should be taking the opportunity to uh, take on learning projects. Yeah. That's something you did, right? That's exactly right. So at my old job, and even in my new in my new position right now, uh, whenever there's downtime, um, for, so let me use my old job as an example. So I was working for a large corporation, and there was downtime in between. They they gave us a Lynda.com account, so all the mm -hmm. Uh, our team had a, a Lynda.com account that we could use for free, which is which is really nice. That's so, awesome. Yeah, so what I would do is just kind of scour the video library, look for something that was um, beneficial to the projects that we were doing, find something, whatever it may be, learn it, and then propose, and then actually come up with a project that I could propose to my boss and say, hey, look, if we implement this thing, it's gonna save us X amount of time, or it's going to benefit us in conversion rates, or it's going to help us um, something benefit us. So what I'm actually doing is that I'm learning a new skill that that I find interesting, that that would benefit the company, 
and at the same time make me look good to the boss to say, hey, I'm, I'm going out of my way. I'm taking initiative to do something that's going to benefit us as a team. So that's kind of how I, I looked at it. And mm -hmm. that's so that's one of the benefits of having a job where they're, they're willing to pay for an education, extended learning and things like that. I always mm -hmm. encourage people when they do work in those scenarios, definitely take advantage of that uh, because otherwise you have to pay for it yourself and it can get really expensive. I mean, lida.com is fairly affordable, but if you if your job is willing to pay for courses at Extension University, for, in, for instance, mm -hmm. I'd say go for it, take advantage, because all that does in your next uh, annual review, you bring that up and you say, hey, look, I went out of my way, I took classes outside of my job time uh, to benefit the company, and that looks good on you. And Absolutely, so, yeah, totally. So uh, downtime, it's... It, Yes, it's it's a kind of gives you an easy feeling because now you start asking, you know, is my position here? How solid is my position here? But you could turn that around very quickly by learning a new skill that's going to benefit your organization in a positive direction, and then you start solidifying your position there further. So that was always my goal in every job that I've always had is that I need to figure out a way to get some sort of job security. And I need mm -hmm. to do that by bringing value to the team. Mm -hmm. And that's how I do that through education. Because I think that at the end of the day, the most valuable thing in my mind, next to money is education. That mm -hmm. I think is, the, you can leverage that in so many different ways. Yeah, and and there, every, every team, if, I mean, if you're at the right, if you're at a good company, um, your team should always be looking to stay up to date and to keep their technologies modern. And that's, that's going to mean some degree of experimentation. Yes. And this is the time to, to do it. This is the time when you, when you don't have anything to do, you say, okay, well, something's going to come up. But in the meantime, like for, for example, yesterday I wrote my first unit test uh, for front end uh, using um, Jasmine. And uh, I'd never done that before, but we have a Pluralsight account uh, similar to Linda. It's uh, I'm getting messages like crazy. Um, so similar, it's very similar to Linda is that it's online online learning, uh, and I took a took a course. I, you know, it was like an hour long, and I followed along with it, wrote a basic unit test, and that was something that the company that our our team is going to start mandating like we're doing we're doing unit tests on all of our .NET code on all of our SQL code and now we're doing it with front end we're going to be doing it with front end uh, you know and, and and since I'm not leading that that initiative uh, it's going to be something that I have to fall in line with so I may as well get it get ahead of it and try to try to learn something from the get-go you know try to try to hit the ground running uh, and then another, the other thing I was, I, I had mentioned this in another podcast was, uh, was TypeScript. I yeah. had opened it up last time things were slow and then had to set it down because things got really busy again. And so I opened it back up again and I got it working in our local environments on our, on our project. So now I can start writing, uh, I'll just, I'll just pick anything that we're doing and start building it in TypeScript and just to see if I can do it. And that's the and and to me I mean and really it really does make me more valuable to the team. And in fact I people mention it. People, you know, the the senior 
the senior developer who's probably get maybe the next manager I don't know mm-hmm. um, he's you know he he says he considers me to be uh, one of the stronger developers because wow. I do take this initiative and because and he says and he says that because you know and because I take this initiative and that I'm he can tell me he said his exact words were if I tell you to go learn something I know you're you'll be able to go do it hmm. and that's what you want to that's the reputation you want to build for yourself at any company it's not to be the person that knows everything you definitely don't want to be that guy or at least I don't that's all to me that's a lot of responsibility and that means that that also that means that I'm the only source of information that shouldn't be true uh, but also I want to be known as a guy that can learn anything put throw me in the fire tell me to do something and I'll figure it out you want and that the more that's a yeah good, yeah totally and the more I do it the better I get and then eventually I'll be decent at it I don't I, I definitely don't want to be the best at anything in my company because that means there's nobody to learn from yeah, that's that's a tough position to be in too. Because I remember in my old position, I had a lot of, I was pseudo in that kind of position, for lack of a better word, where um, because I was the go-to guy for pretty much everything, people will come to me for all sorts of random things, and uh, it got to the point where I just, I I I couldn't see that my personality is I can't say no, and, mm-hmm. and that that kind of messes me up big time. So yeah. people will come to me for for things like, "Hey, can you make this into a vector image?" Can, you know, nothing related to website design per se. Hey, can you can you teach us about um, what's that? SharePoint, Microsoft SharePoint, <laughs> the, intran- yeah. the intranet thing. Yeah. You know, and, and because I had the, uh, sort of an inclination for this kind of thing, I was like, "Yeah," and and because to me, I was always ingrained about you know, like I was saying, finding. Uh, making myself valuable to the company. So the more I mm-hmm. took on, the more valuable, perceived value that I thought I was given away. But honestly, at the end of the day, it, it didn't really benefit me one way or the other. Uh, yeah, I got to learn uh, SharePoint, I guess. <laughs> but <laughs> but you know, how valuable was that for me? And at the end, it was just more stress than anything. And yeah. honestly, Sometimes you may have to say no to certain situations if you're put in that position where you become the go-to person. I'm kind of deviating a little bit off our main topic, but right, it, right. it's really kind of a balancing act too because you don't want to be you want to be eager and you want to do the work that you you want to do. That is key, but you don't want to be eager so much that you'll do work that's really not in your wheelhouse nor something you're not interested in because that can also get carried away very easily. Yeah, I, f- I actually did fall into that when I was uh, a designer. Um, I I had a problem. I didn't say no to anybody. I I took on everything, and then I ended up just being inundated with with banners, resizing, designing, resizing, and putting text on banners. And and I said, I've it got to the point where I said, I've been doing nothing but banners for four months. I'm not a banner boy. I'm not an intern. I've been I've been at this company for four years. Uh, it's time to it's time for something more interesting, more exciting, more challenging, and uh, and I had to make that happen. Uh, yeah, definitely, you know? definitely. So you have to be your own source. The 
you have to make your own destiny once in a while. You have to take control of what it is that you're doing, and and set that precedent. You know, I, I I did a lot of that at my old job where I sort of guided the conversation that would ultimately benefit me, because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, that's you know I was always thinking about how is it that I could, you know, push my skill set further, and uh, get some form of job security. You know, because at every job there is no such thing as job security. Every, every position is replaceable. So, mm-hmm. so I'm, that's always always in the forefront of my mind is that one day, any, any day, I could be replaced. That can happen. That's a reality. So I need to make it really hard for them to replace me, and that was always my goal. Well, and uh, the 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 reason why you take on, or the reason why you should take on new challenges, because it's. You see a benefit in your overall career. Don't just do it like these banners. It was like, oh, it's just Photoshop. It's like I knew Photoshop inside and out because I'd done retouching for for several years. So it was like none of this is challenging. This is all – and none of this really even matters. So um, to kind of try to keep it on on topic was – uh, the response to "Hey, I want something actually good. I don't want to be your banner boy forever." Uh, the response was to give me um, a project that nobody cared about, that had no funding, and it was totally like the bastard child of the organization. Uh, and he said, "Okay, redesign that." I went, "All right." That ended up being the next two years of my of my professional career. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. So I remember doing something very similar too. There, there was this, there was a, some downtime I had, and we had this one project that it's essentially at, at, at its basic, it's just database entry. So you just mm-hmm. enter values into a table uh, from a from a, a CSV document. And I said, why, you know, why are we doing this manually? Why can't we just do an application like a PHP application that will just automatically just put this into a, a table, like an HTML mm-hmm. table? So I didn't really know how to do it. So I went out, read some stuff, watched a video, and I spent, I don't know, maybe a day or two figuring this thing out. I put it together. So something that used to take our team 20 minutes to an hour to do now takes less than 30 seconds because all you do is just you click a button you upload the file it's all done so you know that's that... that's a perfect example of taking on a learning project that directly benefits uh the company in a in a monetary way yeah you know because you could say you know you say this many people use this product or use this application and that i built and before then it was taking them this long and now it's taking them this long you're saving this number of man hours uh, multiplied by how, however much they get paid and you're saving, you can come up with an exact number of what you're saving the company. Totally, totally. This, that, I did a lot of that kind of thing at my old job where I would take on these job, these projects that were sometimes way out of my league, but I would just take it on anyway because I needed something to fill my time. And mm-hmm. more often than not, because sometimes your boss really doesn't know what it is that you do on a technical level. That some, because sometimes you have managers, bosses don't don't they don't really understand the work that mm-hmm. you do. Um, so I had to kind of create my own responsibilities and things like that. So I would take on projects that I knew they're way out of my league, but I would just do it anyway because I knew that I would spend a lot of time on it. I had the the luxury of spending a lot of time on it because no one really knew how long this kind of thing should take. So if mm-hmm. I if I said it's going to take two months, it's going to take two months. 
Mm-hmm. So th- that was my whole thing was that I, I would take on these projects, n- not fully understanding the, uh, the ins and outs of it, but I would, because I was committed to it, I was kind of forced into understanding and learning it. So it benefited me ultimately because I got to learn a lot of stuff very quickly. Uh, it, it was, was it stressful? Was it anxiety prone? Yes, all of that for sure. Mm-hmm. But at, at, the, at, at the end of the day, it was definitely worth it. And of course, when you have one of these projects or when you or one of these projects that you create for yourself and then and then uh, someone comes in and says, hey, we've got this this thing. Of course, you got to sit that down and give priority to the to the work that's actually assigned to you, yeah. you know, yeah, and then you can pick it up later. And, and that's that's actually kind of kind of one of the good things about it is that uh, these downtime projects is that you can pick them up and set them down uh, and 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 you're not sell and you're not cheating yourself you're not cheating the company of anything you're 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 really if you if you pick the right projects you're gonna just consistently be learning and then when you pick it up next time you're gonna know more about it and then you're gonna while you're working on this learning experience you'll learn something and Put it into practice in, you know, in, in your regular stuff, and it'll just kind of feed its, you know, feed the cycle back and forth. It's like you learn something, you practice it, and then you learn something again, and then you practice it. And if you could, if you can do that in your job and and get comfortable doing that, uh, you, you'll uh, you'll go really far, I think. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I mean, that's, you know, now I I kind of have the freedom to set my schedule how I please with my own business. Which is which is really great, but when you have your business, you're you're really in that position where you really do need to create your own projects for yourself, and mm-hmm. you really do need to go out of your way and seek out the things that's going to benefit your company directly. Because now it's even much closer to home than it was when you worked for a corporation. Yeah. Now everything that you do, the time that you spend, either it generates you income or it generates you nothing. So you really have to make that decision very very carefully. Uh, the other thing too, what's really nice about running my own business is that I get to make these decisions very quickly. I don't have to run it by a team. If, mm-hmm. if just a simple example, uh, when we started the business, I made a decision that hey, none of our websites will ever have uh, CSS floats in it, unless it's mm-hmm. an image around text wrap kind of thing. But no CSS floats for layouts at all. That we're all, we're going flexbox, and. I just made a decision. That's it. That's what we're doing. We're doing a flexbox. Now CSS Grid is around the corner. We're going to be slowly transitioning to CSS Grid. But I don't need to run this by anybody. I just I just do it because I know it's going yeah. to benefit the company because I know it's going to make uh, uh, building websites much quicker using something like CSS Grid versus flexbox. So, that's a that's a really good benefit of of being at a smaller place. Uh, I was just talking to someone about this today that the. Uh, the smaller places have the ability to, you know, change direction kind of on the fly yeah. and say, you know what, we're going to go with this. There's definitely, you know, once once you identify the benefit to something, you could just go with it right away. You don't have to uh, not only not only convince a team like like if I want to have a paradigm shift within a company, I gotta I've got to convince about 200 people and yeah. train them, uh, and there has to be training on it. Of course. Uh, that's like, it's 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 one thing to learn something and do it. It's another thing entirely to train someone else how to learn that same thing and do it the way you want to see it done. 
that's huge responsibility and really hard to do. It, it takes us. It, it really does take a certain a certain talent, a certain skill set to be able to do that. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, I'm. Sh- I mean, like you as a as a teacher would. Uh, I mean, I'm sure you you understand completely. Um, you know, I'm not. I I I can say with a fair degree of confidence that I'm not as good of a teacher as you, for example. <laughs> so if I want to do something, if I want to change the direction of the team, I'm going to have a much harder time uh, convincing someone of why we should do some something a certain way and how to do something a certain way. Even though I may be successful at it, it's it's still a hurdle to get over, um, especially in terms of like uh, not only public speaking but but being able to answer really tough questions from really smart people. Yeah, th- thank you for the compliment. Uh, but I, I think the other thing too is that you could be a great teacher, but ultimately it's going to be your reputation that ultimately makes a difference. I think too, uh, mm-hmm. if you set if you set a precedent within your team that. This guy, this guy, he he goes and he researches this stuff, and what he says, it's it's going to be solid, and that takes time. That takes yeah years to mm-hmm. to set that precedent. I mean, I could be a great orator all I want, but if I can't, you know, if, if I can't show proof, the thing about website design, you can't really BS your way through it. You really yeah. have to you have to show that you know your stuff. You can't just talk your way through it and be like, hey, here's a, here's a website. You really have to understand the nuts and bolts of it. So that's what's great about website design. It's kind of the great unifier because you really cannot BS your way through it. Mm-hmm. Um, so so that's one thing about it. So setting that reputation. So uh, that's another thing too, is that at my old job, I, I was always trying to be that the, the tech guy, if you will. So people came to me, I had an answer for it because this way, now they understand that, hey, this guy stays on top of it, he understands. So if he's telling us about some new thing, we should probably take take notice of that. Mm-hmm. So that could benefit you too. Uh, but again, that takes a long time. Uh, I, I tried convincing my team many different things, you know, how we should structure emails, how what's the best practice. Here's I, I cited articles, I cited uh, research studies. I mean, None of those things really helped me all that much at the end of the day. Uh, they helped move the needle just a little bit, but it's just people, I think, ultimately don't like to change, and people get set in their ways, and it's really hard to get them out of that. It is, uh, it, it is, yeah. It, and the bigger the team, the harder that gets, too, yeah. because you've got, um, especially if you're like an international team, now. If you're the gatekeeper to all the knowledge and and you're responsible for training and disseminating all that knowledge, uh, guess what? You're going to be uh, up all night with India teaching them how to how to uh, write in MVVM patterns or something. You know, it's like it, we've been we've been through that pain before, and actually we're going. Uh, I, I'm seeing it happen with uh, our Git migration. We recently migrated our projects over to git and we're having and we're we're having the those kinds of growing pains you know the the things that uh the issues that you expect to have when you make such a huge change where people aren't going to do things right people are going to screw things up um we didn't get anything done for the first three or four weeks of our migration so you got to like prepare for these types of things and part of the and that's kind of part of 
part of those things that you do in your downtime is you weigh these uh, these options, you build the case for it, and uh, as you build the case, then you can start kind of marketing it and saying, you know, once you have a strong enough case for it, you just start planting the seed and then you can say, hey, I've been doing this, I've actually done this proof of concept, uh, I know all of the steps to do it, um, and I'm certain we can, uh, it's just a matter of, you know, you saying, okay, go ahead, and uh, you know, you'll, you'll, you'll build the case up enough and, and, you know, if you're at the right place, they'll say, go ahead, and if you're not at the right place, they'll block you and then you'll just find another job or you'll start your own business. Yeah, that's kind of that's kind of the, that's literally what I did. <laughs> yeah, I, I kept pushing and pushing for for new changes in the direction of what we did, and it didn't work. So I said, you know what, I'm just gonna do it myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, I mean, ultimately you are in control of your own destiny. I mean, no one tells you that you need your job. I mean, you could. This is California, and as I understand employment laws here, it's all at will. So if yeah. you don't want to show up to work tomorrow, by all means, you're not gonna get sued. Um, yeah. Are you going to burn some bridges? Sure, but at the end of the day, you, you're free to do whatever you want. And I think that I think that's the, uh, another important thing to realize is that you, you, we have a special skill that not a lot of people have. Building websites is a special skill. There's varying mm-hmm. degrees of it. It gets very, very complex, very, very simple. But in between, there's dozens upon dozens of different ways you can go about it, different skills, things like that. So you have a very special skill. You have to take note of that and you have to do what it is that you want to do because life's too short to be sitting in a job where you're miserable all day or sitting in a job where there's nothing to do kind of thing. You, you, value to me is always an education. So if you're sitting at your job and you don't have much to do, educate yourself. Uh, educate mm-hmm. yourself, prove prove your worth to your to your company. If they don't recognize that worth, if they don't help you educate yourself or help you succeed, then maybe this isn't then maybe this job isn't right fit for you, and maybe you should be doing something else that better supports your own personal growth. Because at the end of the right. day, let's put it this way: I, I've known a lot of people, far too many people, that stay at a job that they don't like for 10, 20, 30 years. They end up getting laid off right before retirement. And they can't find any other job because they've been doing the same thing for 10, 20 years. And, mm-hmm. and for me, it's that's always been another big fear of mine is that I don't want to be, keep doing the same thing over and over again because I don't want to be in a position where I lose my job and I only know how to do this one thing that was only rele- relevant 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. So that's another big thing that I always emphasize to people is that you, you want to improve your own skill set as best as you can to stay valuable as much as possible because nobody wants to hire somebody to do old outdated technology they want right. to hire you because you're going to change their business you're going to improve their business and you're going to do that because you're, you've, you've went ahead and sought extended education particularly in this field too that that as we talk uh, talk a lot about it is that it's always changing things are mm-hmm. shifting one way or another so it's i think it's important for you to stay up to date with that because if you if you if you're able to stay out in front of it then you're able to make better decisions about your job, the projects that you take on, that ultimately will have a more meaningful impact um, at the bottom line. When, and uh, there's so many different ways to build a website, so many different technologies um, that, that, and really the one constant that remains among throughout all of them is that as long as you're learning something uh, uh, new and useful. Uh, it doesn't matter what you're learning, as long as it's new and useful, you will find work for it. 
because this this, uh, this field it's not easy. You're not digging niches. You're not you're not doing something that any do. So as long as you're learning something new and useful, it doesn't matter what you're learning. If uh, you're if if like for example, you want to learn React. Well, not every shop it uses React, but uh, you're gonna find a shop that does use React because it's new and useful. Uh, right. Same with Angular two or Angular three or four or five, whatever it is now. Um, <laughs> you know, it, it, as long as it is a technology that is that is uh, being used and being used by by uh, you know big and or or either big or a lot of important companies, you're gonna find work doing it. And the more you know about it, so like so. You learn React, and and the next big thing hits, and then you go learn that. Well, the more the longer you've done it, you're gonna have this this uh, language under your belt. You're gonna have this one under your belt, and you have this skill on you, and then it'll get to the point where it doesn't matter if you don't know something uh, that's new. Uh, you know all of these other things, so you're gonna get the job anyway because they know you'll be able to learn it. Yeah, that's actually a really good point. You know, that process of learning React or Angular, whatever, that's going to benefit you learning a different language in the future mm -hmm. online because now you're going to start to recognize patterns in your learning process. And also, and sometimes you might be learning React, but then at the same time, you might learn something else that's nothing to do with React, maybe has something to do with how JavaScript works, for instance. Mm -hmm. That will benefit you ultimately too. So. Even if you're learning something that you don't necessarily see how it's benefiting your company right away, ultimately you may be benefiting you benefiting your company or even yourself. At least, at least yourself. I mean, yeah. uh, when one of the guys I I mentioned the 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 senior developer, he actually came from mobile. He was a he was a mobile developer, uh, but because he was he knew so much about. Uh, data architecture and all these things, and these other these other languages. Uh, he stepped into a C sharp .NET role, no problem. Wow! And he improved processes because he had an outside perspective into the things that we were doing. And he said, actually, maybe we should do it this way. He's the one that's responsible for us moving to Git. And it's like, why? Because on this mobile team, they were using Git, and they had. Uh, these experiences uh, that solve these other problems that he saw with our uh, uh, TFS uh, workflow. So it's like it'll you'll get to that point. It's going to take years, decades, but you'll get to a point where you have such a background. And we're back. We had a bit of a, some technical difficulties with Skype, as, uh, as I understand it's very common with Skype. So I guess it's we haven't actually experienced too much with that with Skype. It's been pretty good to us. Would you say we've so? gotten lucky? But but we're trying the new. I it could be because we're trying the new video thing, and it may have just like oh that's yeah, that you know it may have choked on your video feed or something like yeah, that. Yeah yeah. Uh, we were just saying basically that you know learning something that's not necessarily related to your job might benefit you in the long run because it, it'll come back full circle and you'll see benefits and whatever technology you learned uh, come back to you in the future well it uh, it, it it diversifies your uh, understanding and 
gives you a new perspective of things that you may not have thought of before you learned XYZ. Uh, you know, you'll it'll 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 change your perspective on uh, on things as you diversify your work experience. Like you know, um, um, learning development was completely outside of my role as a designer, and and uh, I, in fact, I got in a fair bit amount of trouble for it. Uh, even though I was doing it in my downtime, it was still like, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? Uh, and it's like, well, because I'm having fun doing it. Yeah. Uh, you know, if, of course, put your put your current job and your current responsibilities as your top priority, especially during work hours. Can't emphasize that enough. Uh, during work hours, you should be at least you should be at least trying something that benefits the company even though you know if as you're as you're learning new things and as you're trying to find the next big thing for your uh, organization uh, for your team no matter how big or small there's going to be some amount of trial and error and that should be understood by the people you work for and accepted. So you should be able to say, hey, I tried uh, three things. Uh, one of them failed, but two of them actually seem like they may be viable options for us. Uh, there's only one way you're going to know this, and that's to try it, and that's to experiment with it. So yeah, you may have done something that failed, but now you know that it fails, and you know why it fails, and why it's not good for your for your company so that if someone else uh, says, hey, I want to do that, you can say, actually, we tried that. And you may save you, you may save your company more time down the line with this experience that you can bring up later on. So that's another, I guess that's another bit of advice on failure and how you can benefit from failure. Oh, failure is huge. I mean, to me, that was one of the the things that saved me from a lot of other unforeseen uh, scenarios. Uh, I mean, this, that's part of the job is that you're going to try to do stuff and it's not going to work out, but you learn something from the process. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, I, I remember the first time I tried to launch a WordPress website from my local environment, from my, I had a map local environment to a live website. And I had to do a database search and replace of all the, the URL references. And I didn't do it right. And the website was down. and. It was, the live website was down. It was a major website. Oh, man. <laughs> and I had to learn the hard way to do it the right way. But mm -hmm. then the next time, I knew how to do it, no problem. So, yeah. you know, failure was a huge learning lesson. I mean, you want to avoid situations like that as best as you can. But mm -hmm. things, you know, shit will happen. Definitely. Yeah. And so don't be afraid of it. <laughs> yeah. And, and when you're doing these things as, as uh, learning projects, you're not just spinning your wheels. Uh, just screwing around with things. You're, you're, you really are applying yourself, uh, especially if you're not being asked to do it. That's that. If I were an employer, I would. Uh, that would be my expectation of all my employees: is that if you have downtime, you are still doing things. You are still trying things. In fact, that is the perfect time to try new things. Yeah, I totally uh, agree. You know, I. I would not want anybody just going home and uh, you know and screwing off just because they've got nothing to do. 
you know, even even I would rather pay someone to stay and uh, try things to and fail than than to, you know, save a few bucks and send them home. Yeah. Especially as a if I'm a huge corporation, they can afford that all day long. Yeah. Uh, you know, you on the other hand, you know, when you when you're paying someone pretty much out of your pocket, uh, that might be a little different story. <laughs> it is. It's it definitely is and. and but you know everybody's different too that's because not a lot of people like mm -hmm. to take initiative as well they like to take direction too yeah so oftentimes um managers can be you could have two types of managers you can have managers who are micromanagers uh and you got managers who just kind of stay back and you know let you do your own thing so that's mm -hmm. another that's another tricky thing too is that having a good manager that can gauge what type of person you are whether you're the type of person who takes initiative Versus if you're the type of person who like who needs to get direction, that's also a very tricky thing too. So there's a lot of there's a lot of variables at play here. Um, and there's degrees of everything too. There's there's, for example, like I would say to if I were to describe myself, I would say that um, I I will take initiative, but I also like having direction along the way. So I don't want to have completely free reign because then I feel lost and I don't know what to do. Yeah. Uh, but to have someone saying, hey, uh, you know, I think it would be really cool if we did this, then I'll just go do it and I'll, sh I'll provide it. I'll, I'll go off on my own. I'll learn it and I'll provide an example of it and I'll show that it can work. Like that's kind of like my, my happy medium. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I'm not – 100% take direction, uh, but I'm also not 100% um, take initiative. Um, I would say I'm definitely more take initiative than take direction, but you know I am somewhere in between. It's not not always black and white, and um, you know managers tend to be, from my experience, more black and white than other people, though. <laughs> yeah, you know. Either they're set in their ways and you won't change that, or um, or there's some there there are some managers who I've had that really like to listen to my ideas. Mm -hmm. um, so that was really nice. Um, mm -hmm. it, it it varies. It definitely varies. So that's one of these things you really do have to make that decision. You know whether or not whether whether or not you want to be uh, the person driving the changes in your company, or if you just want to find a new company that helps you do the kind of things you want to do so. yeah yeah and, and and um you know like like my my position is maybe i don't want to be the first and only person driving that change but to be a contributor to that mm -hmm. would be awesome eventually i i i know i will get to the level where i will be the one driving the change but i still feel like i'm still new to this industry i'm still or at least new to development mm -hmm. i'm new to this uh particular niche within the industry so so i i don't have that kind of like i mean i don't have i don't know if it's a confidence or cockiness or what but um you know i want to be a contributor i want to be valuable i want to but but i also don't want to be the the spearhead you know gotcha and um and i and, and i don't think there's anything wrong with that either yeah. you know if you if you if you've only been in this industry especially especially your i you know our our demographic viewer 
you don't want to be the one in 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 the very front. Uh, not always. So you, you sometimes do, but not always. Uh, I tend to you know? agree with that too, because sometimes people get overly cocky about certain things, and then you get yourself mm-hmm. in trouble too. So it's really kind of a fine balance you have to take. Is that, do you, do you, they, I, I always believe in honesty and telling people that you know something but you really don't know it will get you into trouble. It really absolutely, will. yeah, and, and and that kind of especially as you develop your skills, uh, that that modesty will go a long way because, uh, you know, you say um, you you can you can give realistic expectations and then exceed them. You're more likely to exceed them if you say, hey, you know, I'm I'm still kind of new to this. So, you know, I I I pretty sure I can do it. But, you know, depending on your level of confidence in something, if you have no idea what you're going to do, you just say, well, I'm going to try to figure it out and and I'll let you know if I if I get stuck. Yeah. You know, but if but if it's something you're kind of intermediate, you say, you know, well, it's still kind of new to me, but, you know, I'm pretty sure I can do it. Uh, you, know, you, just, you, you you develop that that uh, as you go, as you learn, as you grow, you kind of uh Develop your way of gauging your own skills and your own abilities based on the challenge ahead of you. Mm-hmm. It's harder to do when you're new to something because uh, because there's going to be a lot of things you don't know and you can't really predict what you don't know. Right. Uh, I've I've found I've actually worked on a few things that I've ended up abandoning because they turned out to be bad ideas. Oh, but sure. I learned a whole lot. For sure. I learned a whole lot, and it benefited me so far uh, down the line because, because, uh, like, like I said earlier, you learn why these aren't, this isn't, this isn't the way to go, or you learn that there's a better way of doing it, and then you, and then maybe you drive that change, uh, and and ultimately everything you do just kind of grows you as a person. But you have to uh, not just, but you have to. You have to want. You have to want it. It's this. Is, this isn't easy. <laughs> yeah. None of this is easy. It takes a lot of hard work. And a lot of failure. Mm-hmm. A lot. <laughs> but mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, it it's one of these things. It's if you persist, it'll it'll be a huge payoff for you. You know, you want to talk about job security. The safest job you can get nowadays in, is in technology. You mm-hmm. know, uh, Let's, you know, maybe your company isn't doing so hot. You, maybe you have some downtime. If you decide to switch companies, you if you're in this industry, chances are you'll be able to find one relatively quickly. Particularly if you're the type of person who takes initiative in these sort of things, mm-hmm. and kind of, you know, finds what it is you're looking for, and and like you said, learn things that are related to your field. That'll help you in the interview process as well, because now you could talk about different technologies that go outside of what is it they're looking for so i wouldn't worry too much about it this field is ripe with opportunities yeah and uh, every every opportunity you have uh to grow you should take it and uh downtime is the is one of those best times it's one of the best times to seize that opportunity yeah i completely agree i i think this is a good note to to call it uh unless you want to add anything else devin 
No, I, I let's uh, let's quit while we're ahead. Let's quit while we're ahead. <laughs> on a high point. All right, this yeah. has been a great episode. Uh, my name is Richard, and I am a mannequin. <laughs> All right, until next time. <laughs> Bye.